Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome to August. Here we are, August 2021. And as we move through this year, I have become more and more aware of individuals that are popping open, waking up, deciding to go deeper into their self-discovery, awareness, and realization. And it always delights me to introduce individuals to different teachers, authors, and individuals that can support them on their path. And I am very excited to have the conversation today on Kriya Yoga. It is true that for us to really reach a place of our own self-discovery, awareness, and realization, it requires many aspects of us to be engaged, and embodiment is key. We must learn to get in the body and utilize what was given to us naturally, which is our breath. So much of what we need, in fact, probably all of what we need, uh, is within us to awaken. But then we have these teachers, masters, gurus, different individuals that are accessible through their knowledge, their wisdom, or their teachings that support us in growing uh, at a more disciplined and directive way. And so I'm really excited that Dr. Keith Lowenstein is coming to us today and sharing so much information about his new book, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery. It is quite practical, rich, and really helps to understand what Kriya Yoga is and the practices that are involved. It is a detailed guide to the breath-focused meditation practice of Kriya Yoga for your spiritual growth, inner stillness, and self-realization. Kriya Yoga is an ancient meditation technique that focuses on breathing and the spine to unlock deep states of awareness, self-realization, and spiritual growth. Kriya can provide a fast path to awakening, yet its practice has been shrouded in secrecy, passed only from master to initiate for a millennia. Keith was introduced to Kriya Yoga 40 years ago. And through this book, he offers an accessible, detailed guide that will explain the basic techniques and uh, the practice step-by-step, detailing proper posture, breathwork exercises called pranayama, visualization practices, and mantra. Uh, He reveals how Kriya is a scientific art if practiced consistently, and it allows you to quickly enter deeper states of meditation and ultimately experience inner stillness. Keith is a board-certified uh, psychiatry. He's board certified in psychiatry and integrative medicine, and he began his study of mind-body interface in 1971 with training in transcendental meditation, and in 1980, beginning his training in Kriya Yoga with Ganesh Baba. He maintains an integrative mental health practice in Portland, Oregon, and uh, he'll be teaching another six-week class starting the end of September, so I'll tell you more about where to find out. Uh, and be able to access that as we get into the show. Welcome, Keith, to 1111 Talk Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It is wonderful to be here, and that was really a wonderful introduction to 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 me, Kriya, but, but it also, in general, just spiritual exploration. So thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Um, I I love the fact, too, that you are also um, a doctor and and have that 
that psychiatry background and and then yet are doing this type of practice because it really uh, for many people helps to um, support its efficacy in being a a practice that is across the board to all types of people. I know that for so long yoga was looked at as, uh, for some people thought of it as a religion or as a um, something that, you know, woo-woo people did or, you know, all of these other things. And it certainly has become more mainstream. Can you provide the distinction between Kriya Yoga and some of the others? Why this yoga? Why is it different? And why has it been in secrecy or more shrouded in secrecy? Well, yoga, yoga is really practices to um, help you explore the union of mind, body, and spirit. And, and yoga has many facets to it. And there's different schools of yoga that you may have heard of. Certainly, hatha yoga has become very popular. It's on almost every street corner. And that is just one part of, of yoga. There's there's bhakti yoga, which is a little more devotional. There's karma yoga, which is a little more focused on service. Yana yoga, which is a little bit more focused on knowledge and you know, scripture. Uh, and there's raja yoga, which is really what kriya yoga is. And both of those yogas are, are described in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. Um, in fact, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras only mention Kriya. It's the only yoga that's mentioned in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. So what is Kriya? So yoga is, is the union of mind, body, and spirit. And Kriya, Kri means work, and Ya refers to the soul or breath. So it is, it is using the breath to, the work of the breath to really connect with, with the infinite. And all yoga has that as a basis, and it's really just where you focus per se. Ultimately, success in one branch of yoga leads to insight and success in all the others. Um, in Kriya, as in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, there's, there's, um, there's eight limbs to it. The first two focus more on your inner thoughts and your behaviors, um, you could think of it as inter- and intrapersonal um, uh, areas of function. The next is um, asanas or hatha yoga or working on the physical body. So kriya really starts there. In fact, if you practice kriya, the first two parts of how you act with yourself and others really changes automatically. It's, it's almost impossible once you start to work with breath and posture not to have significant change in how you, how you experience the world and, and yourself. And so the other limbs, the next limb would be breath or pranayama. Um, then it's learning one-pointed concentration. Um, the next uh, step would be working more with sound, vibration, um, and kriya teaches practices for all of these. In the book, it's referred to as V1, 2, 3, and 4 for verticalization, ventilation, visualization, and vibrationalization. And that corresponds with posture, 
breath, third eye focus or visualization, and then mantra or sound. And when you learn to have all of those things happen automatically um, by themselves after some practice, you then enter states of meditation. And that takes you on a whole other journey of, of other levels. So that's the basic idea with Kriya, and Kriya starts with, starts with posture, um, the, the spine being the most important piece. And I can um, uh, say a little more about that. Um, uh, let me, let me pause like. you yeah. right there, Keith, yeah. and, and um, I do want to get into posture and the spine, but I'd like to touch on breath first. And, and the reason for that is we live in a society where the majority of people, or in a world actually, where the majority of people are shallow breathing, where we, many may not even realize that we are always on life support, that life is breathing us, that, that there's this deepening that has to happen with the breath into the body to, to truly feel grounded, to feel a part of life, to feel interactive, to connect to these other states of consciousness that we are. Uh, talk a little bit more about the breath and its importance and why that deepening into the breath is so vital for individuals to, uh, to be able to expand not only in their spiritual practice, but how that also impacts their outer life. Well, yes, you're so right, and the breath is so important. Um, and it, it is helpful for so many things. It's really just helpful in, in, in managing our own physiology and keeping us in a more relaxed state and less anxious. Um, and then it can be used for in deepening a, a um, spiritual experience or it can help with concentration. It can also give you more vitality. And, there's, and ultimately, the stillness in deep states of meditation comes from balancing the breath. Where, you're, where you ultimately get to that point where the in-breath meets the out-breath and, and can pause in a state of, of breathlessness in a way. Um, but in order to explore the breath, you need to have correct posture because your lungs cannot adequately ventilate unless your spine is erect and your shoulders are back because your ribs do not work. If you're, if you're, when you breathe, your ribs have to expand and go up and down. And if your shoulders are, are forward or hunched a little bit, as, as naturally happens if you're on a keyboard or on a phone, you cannot get a full respiration. So in order to, to live in a state of regular um, a rhythmic, reposed respiration, you need to have proper posture, and that's why we start on posture. But then breath is really the essence. So you work on the structure, and then you can play with the foundation of the, of the power and the life force, or, in, or as it's referred to in yoga, prana, but in Chinese medicine it's referred to as qi, and most most practices have some word for our life energy like that. So it is, it is 
getting the posture right so that you can then play with the breath. And you're absolutely right when you say the breath breathes, breathes us. So if you can become intimate with your breath through exercise, um, then, then you can experience whole other ways that your breath can feed you. And pranayama, as you mentioned before, is just a word for breathing exercises. And so like learning any new activity, sport, musical instrument, you learn a few different exercises and then you, once you learn a few different exercises, then you can play a piece of music or you can play the game and you pull it all together. And that's how Kriya works. You learn each of the different parts and then you bring them together and you, you play with them and you move toward what um, Ganesh Baba used to refer to as creative integration, where you really can start to integrate your mind, body, and soul. And the spine is so vital to that because it's not only this the support system that really connects to everything in our bodies, but when that breath is able to come into our spine then we feel supported in a different way. I think of so many individuals that have different back issues or how so many of our health issues can radiate from the spine, spinal column or when men and women have lack consciousness or fears around money, it'll often show up in the lower back. And so in that way, when we focus on the spine and that erectness and we bring in the breath, we are infusing life force energy we're infusing essence as you said back into the body to be able to uh, use this powerful technology of the body and spirit that we have so talk a little bit more about the spinal column and and the other effects of us being so erect in posture that support meditation and accessing other states of consciousness yeah, so, so consciousness is really a spectrum, and, um, and meditation is one of the emergent properties of, of consciousness. Just like going to sleep, We've, we, we all know how to go to sleep, um, but that's an emergent property. We, we do a few things, and our body shifts and takes us into a different state of awareness. Meditation is no different. So what we're doing in, in, in Kriya and other forms of meditation, Kriya is certainly not the only way, but it is a very um, uh, quick and efficient method um, uh, for this, and it is the basic yoga technique. <clears throat> so why we start with the spine is really your, your spinal cord is not very different from your brain matter. It's the same material. So you can think of your brain as being going most of the way down your back. And your vertebral column, the bones of your spine, that's there for support and also protection of your brain that goes down through the spinal cord. And at each level, nerves come out that help with the function of that level of the body. And many of those branches correspond to chakras and the different energies in in different areas, they help with digestion and elimination and our heart and our breath. And so by, by keeping your spine erect, your, your, you are allowing your central nervous system to be nourished. The brain and the spinal cord float 
in water. So they're, they're, they're encased in bone, and then they're wrapped in a very thick fascia-like material, fascia, which is a leather-like material to some degree, but that is a live breathing structure too. The bones are alive. Everything's alive. So as we improve our posture, the spine, so to speak, does not have kinks in it anymore. It's able to to work in a fashion, just like if you crimp a hose a little bit, you know that the water gets through, but it changes the pressure and it's, it's, it's different. So you're, you're trying to adjust the anatomy so you get optimal physiological function. So all of these practices are to move your kind of body-mind apparatus to optimal operational order. Ganesh Baba's wish was to see a shift in the conscious collective of humanity. He hoped that Kriya would be a light for others to follow toward inner peace and awakening. Modalities like Kriya Yoga provide self-regulatory methods needed by all throughout the world. These basic skills can offer both adults and children a foundation for holistic living and help them to develop their innate abilities, self-love, and creative expression. These practices provide a basis for well-being as well as healthy coping mechanisms for stress reduction. Sharing the wisdom of his Kriya Yoga teacher, Ganesh Baba, Steve adds, Keith adds a detailed understanding of anatomy, especially the importance of the spine in Kriya Yoga and energy flow. Keith explores Ganesh Baba's teachings on spirit-infused science and the integration of Vedic philosophy, quantum mechanics, prana, and spiritualization illustrated in the cycle of synthesis, which we'll discuss more later in the show. He also discusses the relationship between the exercises of Kriya Yoga and Pantajali's Yoga Sutras, as well as teachings from his other teachers, including Parahamsa Harananda. We'll be right back with Dr. Keith Lowenstein and his wonderful book, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery, Practices for Deep States of Meditation right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. 
Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, Keith Lowenstein, and his wonderful book, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery, I wanted to mention a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, I want you to know this is not a crisis line and it is not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online and there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not be locally available in your area. Uh, So this is a great way to access that counseling. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, send messages to your counselor, and get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11. That's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Uh, They really do want to create great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I invite you to visit their website and read their testimonials that they post daily. You can visit BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Once again, 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. What Kriya Yoga gives us is a fast track to touching divinity, cultivating a relationship with spirit and understanding ultimate universal unity in such a way that we can easily experience ourselves belonging to it. This is not to say that an individual cannot be motivated by the equanimity that can come about from any reflective process, but it may not be enough to move the individual forward. Ultimately, it should be understood that the deep work of meditation, which is outlined very nicely in Buddhist texts, only begins to occur once deeper levels of mindfulness and contemplation are arrived at. The practice of Kriya Yoga has the capacity to provide foundation needed for this, We may call upon this wisdom as an initiator for the moral and ethical evolution of our humanity, something deeply needed both socially and culturally at this time. 
This is from Keith Lowenstein's book, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery. You can find out more about the about him and the book at kriyabreath.com. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any online uh, book outlet to get the book. And Keith also teaches a regular six-week course, and he is starting a new one at the end of September. So you might want to check out his website. Sign up for his newsletter at kriyabreath.com. Welcome back, Keith. I want to dive a little bit more into something else that you said. And you mentioned four specifics, uh, the four V's that are um, followed or achieved through Kriya Yoga. Can you go a little more depth in depth into each one of those and how that unfolds through the Kriya Yoga practice? Yes. Well, as we as we first started to to speak, the the first step is posture or verticalization. Um, and all of these have various Sanskrit words associated with them, but Ganesh Baba was fairly emphatic that he wanted it all in English, with English being the, you know, the um, uh, most accessible language at the moment uh, on, on our planet. Um, uh, although this is, some of this is available in, in, in other languages as well. But so... So there's posture and verticalization. That is step one. And learning, learning some hatha yoga can be very helpful, but it doesn't have to necessarily be yoga. So how do you work on your posture? Working with a physical trainer, working with a physical therapist, um, uh, doing tai chi or qigong. There's many ways to work on your posture, but it's, it's increasing your awareness of what it is, learning what proper posture is, just practicing a few different yoga poses every day can make a huge difference. And, and finding the time, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but it has to be regular, a regular practice. So once you work on that, then you, you develop a, a way to sit. So you can sit on a chair, on a bench, on a pillow, on the floor. There's various ways to sit. Whatever way that your body can can hold a fairly erect posture, and so ideally you're not supported by anything, and you you learn that your spine gets can, grows right out of your pelvis once your pelvis is is solid and secure on the ground or on a pillow or on a chair. And part of posture then also includes shoulder placement. So there's some shoulder exercises to to help with that. And then you move forward into V2, which is ventilation or pranayama. There's a variety of of pranayama techniques, uh, almost an infinite number if you go online or read um, uh, textbooks. But just learning a few basic ones is, is the focus in Kriya Yoga. There is, there is some, um, as I mentioned before, something referred to as R4 that is relaxed, rhythmic, reposed respiration. What that is is a full, slow, rhythmic breath where you learn to relish the breath and just appreciate it and how it fills up your, your, your um, uh, lungs, thorax, and torso. And, and then you learn to just, relish in the feeling of having full lungs. And there's a few different exercises to help with that. 
there's also something called jet breath, or in Sanskrit, it's kapalabhati. And it's a, it's a kind of a rapid breath of fire type um, breath. It's also referred to as shining skull breath. And that's one of the basic techniques to kind of help, help get you going. And what we're doing with these, and also something referred to as vacuum breath, which is part of Uddiyana Bandha, um, and I'll explain that in a minute, but all of these exercises are to wake up your respiratory apparatus, to wake up your lungs so that they learn that there are other ways to breathe, really much more natural ways that we've lost over the years of you know, poor posture and lack of physical activity. Um, uh, and so to continue with the vacuum breath or the Uddiyana Bandha Bandha, is a word that refers to energy gates. And there are, there are three in yoga. There's, you can think of them as different diaphragms throughout your body. So there's the pelvic diaphragm. Um, there's your abdominal diaphragm, which, uh, which is really what allows you to breathe. And then there's the, the vocal cords in your glottis, in, in, your, um, uh, in your throat. And, and as you move forward and learn... Kriya Yoga, you learn how to open and close those various um, uh, bandhas or energy gates to help your torso maintain the energy and the life force that you bring into it through the different breathing exercises. So that's, that's ventilation or v, V2. V3 refers to exploring your inner, inner vision and also one-pointed concentration. So... People have heard of the third eye, so learning how to keep your attention somewhere in the forehead that is as, as pointed as possible. And often people say, oh, I can't meditate, I'm distracted, I can't sit for that long, I start to think about this and that. And actually that's really wonderful because this is a practice and it's a practice of bringing your attention back. So every time you notice that you're not doing what you intended, that opportunity to bring your attention back is only strengthening your practice. And it just is a gradual, gentle practice that you do again and again. And each of these practices, V1 through V4, can be explored in increasing levels of subtlety as you become more experienced with them and you move into things that we refer to as micromodulations. So you might even be sitting for a while and then notice something about your posture and you might breathe into that spot, see if you can get yourself a little bit straighter. How do you adjust your head? What do you do with your tongue? What do you do with your eyebrows? How long do you, is your inhalation, exhalation? All very subtle things. Where, where is your one-pointed concentration um, uh, for V3? And then the last, um, phase is V4, referred to as vibrationalization, but refers to really listening. There's an, a number of ways to think about this, but, but ultimately everything is a vibration. And so our inner stillness, our most still point, allows us to then hear the, the, the vibration within. And that ultimate vibration is represented by Om. And so Silently repeating OM to yourself can be, you know, part of that. You can also use short little um, uh, 
hymns or prayers that have you know, three or four or five syllables that are meaning to you that you can develop a very rhythmic way of saying and, and, and uh, uh, coordinate it with your breath, the in-breath and the out-breath. So those are, those are all things to, um, to explore. You can also just even hum and feeling that vibration, feeling the vibration in your chest and your throat. There's another breathing technique referred to as um, uh, ocean breath, and that is when you can just hear the breath going through the back of your throat. Um, and it is also serving a vibrational um, focus so that you th- that part of your brain um, is occupied. And really, you're, you're quieting down your five senses. You're not moving, so your sense of space quiets down. Your tongue is still. Your, your air is moving through your nostrils in a very rhythmic fashion or, and ultimately a very subtle fashion. So your sense of smell kind of calms down. Your vision is internal. Then you start to occupy the language part of your brain with a repetitive sound, and you get to a stiller and stiller and stiller point. And that, that takes you um, forward into meditation. I love I love that whole layout that you just provided. Thank you for that. And especially where you talk about practice as a strengthening. Uh, it's particularly when the mind wanders, because I do think that that is a place that uh, many individuals then give up or procrastinate around uh, even developing a practice. So in Kriya Yoga, as taught by Ganesh Baba, there's something called a cycle of synthesis. And I loved the two-dimensional model that is placed in the book. But can you give an idea of how these four Bs then work through with evolution and creation and our own uh, experience of life in its many reflections? Yeah, so that is, that is a challenge to do just, just um, uh, with the word without, without a diagram. But in general, as I mentioned before, Everything is energy. Everything is the vibration. So Ganesh Baba took the, the, the spectrum of energy that we understand the best, and that's the electromagnetic spectrum, which includes um, radio waves, uh, gamma rays, visible light, all, all of those things. And, and as we understand that energy, it's, it's, a, it's a wave particle Flux as energy um, uh, moves along, depending on how you measure it, and so all these techniques are trying to help you get to that point of that energy fluctuation, so that you are almost in the point between where the shift of energy happens, and and in in the electromagnetic spectrum. There's a packet of energy referred to as the photon, and many people have heard about that with regards to visible light. So Ganesh Baba extrapolated that, well, there's these other, other fields of energy that, where the vibrational rate changes. So he has four fields of energy. Starting at the bottom is the inertial gravitational field. Then there's moving up one is the electromagnetic field. And those two fields together make up pretty much what we understand as the space-time continuum. But as you move beyond that, he named the field the biopsychic field, and this corresponds 
if you've read other older writings on Indian philosophy as the subtle field. And then above that is the intelliconscious field, and that would correspond more to the causal field. So the gross, the gross field would be the, the, in the space-time continuum, and then you move up into the subtle field and the causal field if you read some of the older um, uh, yoga material from the, from the um, early to mid-1900s. And so the bottom, so it's a cycle, and, and he has two different sides. There's creation on one side and evolution on the other side. So at the very top of the circle is what he referred to as U3, or ultimate universal unity, a representation of the infinite, of the absolute. And from that, if you're looking at the idea of creation, the first vibration starts there. So from the Big Bang Theory, that would be the first vibration from the void. And from that, the the universe as we know it in the physical world materializes, and that's the creation part. In the Bible, it's referred to, in the beginning was the word, that first vibration. So, so you go down through, through creation and, and, and how, it's, how Ganesh Baba describes, um, describes it in, in his kind of translation of the um, uh, Vedic literature is you move from consciousness, or, or, or you three, down to intelligence, the, the great intelligence of nature that allows for the physical universe to manifest. Um, and then you have um, uh, the mind, and, and then you move into the space-time continuum. So starting from the bottom, there's matter, energy, space-time, um, um, mind, body, um, intelligence, and consciousness. And then from the evolutionary side, once, once matter is, is there and the evolution starts, so first you have you know, subatomic particles that develop into atoms, that, that develop into molecules, and life begins as you're moving up the right side of the circle. Ultimately, you have humans, and then he speaks about yogic techniques or any real meditative techniques that furthers the evolution of humanity. And this is probably the most important point of where we're at. So what is this about? It's evolution of humanity to instill a greater sense of compassion and knowledge of you three to more and more and more people because that has a dramatic effect on how people behave. Dramatic effect. And we are really in a, in a, in a, in a world where the focus is me, 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 and what can I have, and this is mine, and you're, diff- you're, you're over there, you're not part of me. But really, we all come from the, same, from the same place, right? I mean, we're all made up of this planet. None of us were shipped here from somewhere else. We've all, we're all alive using the same molecules that might have been an alive being in the past, and when we're gone, we give back to that, that, that reservoir for the next round of life. So, so nature is here, and that, that cycle of nature, that birth and death cycle, we often think of death as something bad or, and, and, a, and a very sad occasion. And certainly when there's a relationship with somebody, you know there is a sense of loss, but their, their essence remains and their physical body returns to provide you know, future life. So that's also kind of 
um, included in the cycle of synthesis. It's, um, and each field, to answer your question, each of the four fields um, have a, a specific exercise that corresponds to them. So going from the bottom to the top... I'm going to have you pause right there for a commercial break, Keith, and we'll pick up right where we left off. Kriya Yoga is an ancient meditation technique that focuses on breathing and the spine to unlock deep states of awareness, self-realization, and spiritual growth. Kriya can provide a fast path to awakening, yet its practice has been shrouded in secrecy, passed only from master to initiate for millennia. Until now, you can pick up... Uh, Keith Lowenstein's book, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery, where you have practices for deep states of meditation, along with the information to help you understand the purpose and the meaning for these practices. Find out more about Keith Lowenstein at kriyabreath.com. That's kriyabreath.com. You can find that link in the bio description. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Welcome back. Definitely check out the 1111mag.com website. The new issue of 1111 Magazine will release uh, next week. And so catch up on the other issues if you have not. They are always there for free digitally for you to enjoy, experience uh, the information, and connect with new individuals that you can discover. My guest today is Keith Lowenstein, and we're discussing his book, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery. Find out more about him at kriyabreath.com, and definitely check out the six-week class that is starting at the end of September. Albert Einstein, unquestionably one of the greatest scientists in the past few hundred years, had a tremendous influence on the evolution of our understanding of physics and mathematics. He wrote, A human being is part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings, as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us, Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole nature in its beauty. Nobody is able to achieve this completely, but striving for such achievement in itself is part of the liberation and a foundation for inner security. There's a lot of beautiful information in this book. I uh, invite you to go and check out more at kriyabreath.com. Keith, I know we were going to talk about the practices that you follow, follow for the cycle of synthesis, uh, which go would go more into the four Vs, but I'm sure that the listeners can go pick up your book and find out more of that so that they can really get the richness of what this is about. I would love to talk a little bit about trauma. That is coming up as quite a conversation more and more now, and Really, we are all walking around with trauma bodies. We've all had some sort of trauma from childhood or otherwise, and that gets embedded within the body. So talk a little bit about trauma response and how Kriya Yoga helps to uh, transform and transmute that as the practices are continued. Yes, well, that's a great question. So trauma is is clearly a, a challenge and, and comes in all shapes and sizes and severities. Um, but really, it, it leaves a, a indelible imprint on your central nervous system, you know, your, sp- your brain, spinal cord, and autonomic nervous system. And really, it's your autonomic nervous system that is the one we can modulate the best to help with trauma. The fight-or-flight response um, is something that occurs when we're in danger, we, we're scanning for danger, we react very quickly even before thought. Oftentimes when we have a terrible scare or, or repetitive trauma or fear, you can end up with a deep memory that words can't even describe because in order to stay safe, we don't really think of what to do in most of those situations. People just react. And, and our brain is designed in such a way that the part that keeps us alive, the instinctual part of the brainstem part, the more ancient part of our brain, will shut off the thinking part, more of the cortex in times of danger. And so we, our body experiences stuff that we don't necessarily have, have thoughts or words to ultimately describe. So how does Kriya breath work and other practices help with that? 
the breath is our only voluntary um, direct connection to that deep part of the brain. So that deep part of the brain is controlling our digestion, our heart rate, everything that keeps us alive. And, and it's where the, the root of our alertness comes from. So by learning to modulate our breath, we influence that system directly. And somebody who's, who's written about this a bit in recent years is Stephen Porges and his um, polyvagal theory that you might be interested in. As the vagus nerve is the, is, is, represents the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the part that's restorative and restful, whereas the sympathetic one is what keeps us you know, focused and more active and alert and, and um, one that um, uses more energy. So one is more active, one is a little more passive, but they're balanced, and they're, it's very important to have that balance. And it, it even shifts it with our heart rate and our breath naturally. But by starting to play with your breath, you can directly influence the, the parts of the autonomic nervous system that get out of whack with trauma. Um, in fact, I, in my practice, I use something called auricular acupuncture, which is ear acupuncture, and it is um, a way to work pretty directly with the vagus and the autonomic nervous system that allows things to calm down. And then as you recount trauma and you go through therapy at the same time, it allows for a greater integration of what, was, what there wasn't language for before and more often than not, people then are able to have memories of the trauma without it becoming as destabilizing. So with deep breath work, you, you can do that as well, and, and, and Kriya is, is very, very, very helpful um, uh, with that. And that is, that is discussed um, uh, in the book as well. In fact, Kriya has very, very ancient techniques that tap into um, um, the vagus nerve. Some of the other things that are done in Kriya that are mentioned in the book influence the vagus nerve as well. I appreciate you touching on that. That was going to be my next question to discuss a little bit about the polyvagal theory and the vagus nerve, and I was thrilled to see it discussed in your book. That is another topic that seems to be getting more and more um, focus at this time in supporting individuals. And since we are near the end of our show and we only have a couple more minutes, what I'd love to end on is Kriya Yoga and Synchronicity. How have you found synchronicity to become more frequent and life more magical? And how does that occur for other individuals as they deepen into their Kriya Yoga practice? Well, um, I have to say that if you practice, synchronicity will become more... um, uh, will enter your life to a greater degree. And, um, you know, I see that in the people that, you know, I've shared these techniques with over the years, and uh, Kriya is, is, is a powerful technique. Um, uh, the most um, important probably uh, of, there's two very important things to remember, and I, I know we started off with this, but we really need to end with this, and that is your posture your posture, and regular practice. If you just change your posture and move forward with life, you, you will see miraculous change in all areas. 
um, Ganesh Baba used to say, you know, straight back and straight breath, and that would be all you would need. And a change in respiration follows a change in, 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 your, in your posture. And then you just, the path just opens before you. Beautiful, beautiful. My guest again has been Keith Lowenstein, and he is board certified in psychiatry and integrative medicine. He began his study of mind-body interface in 1971 with training in transcendental meditation and with Ganesh Baba. You can find out more about him at kriyabreath.com. Definitely check out the class he's teaching, a six-week one at the end of September, and stay connected to his work. Pick up your copy of Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery, Practices for Deep States of Meditation to Enhance Your Own Path of Self-Realization. We are pure potential, capable of changing, given new insight or new interaction. It is doubtful that human beings will ever reach a state where there are no further questions, where everything is pure factual knowledge, science informed by a moral and compassionate compass, one that can include emotional intelligence instead of throwing it out, is possibly the best method we currently have. It is a way of moving forward and better understanding the nature of the cosmos in which we live, which lives within us, and from which we act and interact with all that surrounds us in the physical, biological, psychological, and spiritual realms. Definitely check out this book that is uh, read from it, Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery. Thank you, Keith, for being on 1111 Talk Radio and all of the rich, beautiful information that you have shared. A special shout-out to Matt in Newport, who allowed me to stay at his Airbnb extra time just so I could get through the show today. So thank you, Matt. Until next week, in love of love, with love and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simran next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.